Right. Damn it, Harry. You're dirty. You're, You're dirty. dirty. You're so dirty. That's your nickname. This is when they say, when do you want to die? 30. Uh-oh. Wait, and he and where's the drummer? The drummer's Richard Pryor. Oh, gotcha. Oh, man, that's nothing like a good massage to just kill the energy of the show. Yeah, and look how he's... Okay, so Shelly Winters is like, I'm his mother, I'm his mother. Back up, back up, I'm his mother. Speaking of back up, this is great camera work. <laughs> well, the director's trying to give us a crazy crowd. Right, but look, they're just outside the tickets. It's not that crazy. Ticket booth. We don't take cash. What the fuck? Oh, they like, have we are totally sold out. And the, and he's like, you might not like a Max Frost concert, ma'am. Oh, he took the money and run? Oh, no, he got the tickets. Shelly Winters. She was, uh, she played Pauly Shore's mom in uh, one of the Pauly Shore movies, Jury Duty. And his dad was uh, Charles Napier. I don't know why I didn't pick that up in my uh, research. My biggest one I like on her is Lolita. Um, yeah, she was really good in Lolita. I was introduced to her in the Poseidon Adventure. Now, for the Poseidon Adventure, she gained a lot of weight for the role. Well, she was never able to take it off. That's the weight she stayed at. She just did it for the role. Huh. Um, she was the grandmother on Roseanne's sitcom. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Alfie, uh, A Place in the Sun. Wait, Alfie, what, Frank. <clears throat> what's that all about? Alfie. Alfie, is it just for the moment we live? She won an Oscar. We know her. We saw her in A House Is Not a Home. Yeah, A House Is Not a Home, where she was a uh, a call. Uh, madam. I can, madam. I can never get it when I'm trying to describe the description. I think I'm just embarrassed I go there. It's a girl something. pimp. Uh-huh. <laughs> girl pimp. Well, I would hope the music, have, well, I would have to listen to the whole song. But Well, you know, every song is a plot point. Um, every song, like we're the 53%, and later it'll be like 14 or fight. He wants to lower the voting age to 14. And uh, so they got in, and we're just seeing the father uncomfortable and the mother overexcited. There's Hook. Oh, yeah. So he's for real, the Hook. Yeah, well, he's playing guitar with his Hook. Hey, that doesn't make sense. He's supposed to be the horn person. Well, there's a horn person right there. Yeah, that's supposed to be Hook. I saw the Hook strumming the bass. You could do that, right? I guess, yes. Well, wow, she's remembering the beginning of the movie. Look at her bad acting. And when she there's... tried to shake it off. Someone asked her, I loved you in Partridge Family. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Greg Brady, did you see Greg Brady for two seconds? Yeah. Oh, man. Is she, like, tripping again? Flashback. She was never tripping before. She was delusional. She didn't believe her son was doing acid, and she didn't believe it was dynamite. You have a vivid imagination. Just the director, you know, the writer is just 
trying to make her out as like a delusional person. Now, this was um, a magazine article. Um, it, okay, it's called The Day It All Happened, Baby, by this guy named Robert Thumb. <laughs> it was a magazine article, and people loved it. So he expanded it into a book. Um, right. I am familiar with the book. And that's how this got born. And, and Robert Thumb wrote the screenplay for this, which is only fitting. It's not a very good premise. I don't know. The premise is interesting, but the movie itself, I don't know. Well, the premise is that you you know, a rock star becomes a president and then he does some pretty bad things. You'll see. Right. Oh yeah. Are you trying to spoil this movie? Did I spoil it? What are you doing? All right, I won't do it. Hey. This is uh are you going up the down ele uh, uh staircase? Up the down staircase. Where's my husband? Right, he's still lost. He's still in Madison Square Garden. The troubadour. Nice close shot again. Like the camera's right in front of them. It's pretty yeah, cool. Well, because they're doing that crowded crowd thing again. But it's, the thing I remember about this movie is they're like the kids revolt in the streets. So there's probably going to be more of these shots. Well, no. We're gonna no. see, yeah. We're no. We're gonna see stock footage, which you don't like. Stock footage of protests. I don't like. Well, you know, I recently saw a Purge movie, and they they blacked uh, they digitized the faces uh -huh. of uh, the actual archival footage of rioting. So that way, like you can see it in the context that it, it, the film is trying to push, but it's they're not the actual people are not being represented as fictional characters. You know what I mean, like. It acknowledges that these are real people and right. that it, they should be in the context of what they were doing and not repurpose no. for the purge. Well, I think you're trying to protect their privacy. Look what a Los Angeles street that is with the black tar covering the cracks. I love it. Nice car, too. Now, look, a terrible crash happens, and there's a little boy. Whoa. Dead. Dead what? little boy. Oh my God, they're okay. All the scuff marks. Yeah, because uh, Shelly Winters crashed into the little boy. So Max Frost is like, get her a lawyer and get her out of here. I never want to see you again. You know, uh, if this was uh, Fast and the Furious, they would have missed the little boy. Just missed him, yeah. Just missed him. They'll be like flipping around and the kid would be ducking. Or he would take his thumb off. Some that somewhere in in Pasadena, there's a kid sleeping without his thumb tonight because of what you did. <laughs> That's gonna be like two hours into the movie. You're like, whoa, only forty five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So his mom killed a kid. Yeah, and so the son, the same day she showed up, you know, twenty minutes later, kicked out of. Uh, his life. Okay, so <clears throat> every time I see this scene, I just watch the girl. She's a kid, and she's having the experience. You know, you can see it in her eyes. You see when she smiles, you see what she looks at, that she thinks, you know, she's she's soaking it all in. Wow. So but, is this a, what, is this kid going to be like part of the movie, or is she yeah. going to get hit by a, a, yeah. a car? No. She's, She's not going to be hit by a car. 
What about a bus? Will, no, will she get hit? Hit by a will bus. Will she literally be thrown under a bus by her father? No. Why, Senator, why did you fly to Cancun when there was no power during the, the snowstorm? Uh, well, my daughter wanted to go, and oop, there's a bus. Dad, you threw me under the bus. <laughs> Look at her cute little hat. She's like, oh, I love you, famous rock star. Uh, I am today's youth, and uh, I'm. Is, there, is this the family? It's Senator Albright. Okay, he's running for senator, and Max Frost has agreed to play at his at his rally. Now, the, uh, the candidate Albright, Fergus, Fergus, candidate Fergus, his whole platform is. We're sending kids to Vietnam to die for their country at 18. They should have the right to vote. And this was a real thing back in the day. It was two things. This was the drinking age should be lowered to 18, and the Lord. voting age should be lowered to 18. Wait a minute. So the, the drinking age was 21, yeah. and then before I turned 18, it was 18, and then before I turned 18, it became 21 again. Well, it became 18 back in the 60s. Yeah. Well, this is 68. All I remember is we, we grew up in the tri-state area. We were in New Jersey, but, uh, you know, you go to New York or whatever. But uh, And if it was 18 in New York, you can go to the clubs or what have you. But they raised it to 21, I believe, like when I was just about to turn 18. Tom Crow once had this fake ID, and it fucking worked. So we were both <laughs> in the bar, and he had a drink, and I wasn't uh -huh. allowed. And so he's like, here, you can have a sip. And then the waitress was like, hey. You know, she was like taking it seriously, like she was, you know, alcohol, right. alcohol tobacco, and firearm ATF agent. Like a second ago, they're like, "Yeah, come on in, kid." Okay, so now Max Frost is like, "This guy's running for senator. I dig it." And this guy wants us to lower the voting age to eighteen. I dig it. But you know what? Fuck that. That's fucking bullshit. It should be what? fourteen. And so Fergus will be behind stage going, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> yeah, he's fucking up the thing. Yeah. I just asked you to come play a song, you did. Sorry, man, I went rogue. I went rogue. I just I was in the moment, and uh, next thing you know it, I made the voting age 14. So now oh. he's going to do a whole – they're saying, you know, my tax accountant's 15. Now they're going to do the song called 14 or Fight, 14 wow. or Fight. They wrote that song just in time to do this surprise enough. Yes. Yeah. He goes, well, I've been working on a tune all day. I don't know if I know all the words. Going to play it for you now. Yay. Thank you, Max. Yay. Frost. Thank you for uh, doing a rally with a half-finished song. Half-finished song. <laughs> That's Barely <amazing>. rehearsed. <laughs> you know who did something like that once? Uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band Club Band album came out. Uh-huh. Jimi Hendrix bought it on the way to his concert with the experience. He got there, he put it on a record player in the back, and they all listened to it. And then they went out and did Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And Paul McCartney was in the audience. I think it was Paul and George or Paul and Ringo. They were in the audience. How strange. Yeah. They must have known they were in the audience. Wow, that must have been cool. I'm sure that he knew. Yeah, at the beginning, he's like, cover your ears, cover your ears. This is going to be fucking loud. Cover <laughs> your ears. He goes, it was 20 years ago today. It was Jimi Hendrix, you know. Such a right. for the band to play. 
But that's like Taylor Swift getting Adele's album and be like, yeah, hey, I just heard this. Well, I know you paid to hear me, but. Every now and again, you'll see um, um, his name is Stanley X. You'll see Richard Pryor on the drums and he Uh knows how to play them. Like he's holding the drumstick and the like old traditional way, which is pointed towards you. You're like holding it in your palm. You know, I guess so. Yeah. Nowadays, people just hold it like you got two clubs. But back in the days, it was one clubbed hand and the other was pointed towards you. Next time you see Pryor, watch his fingers. Okay. There, there, in... there he is to the right. He's holding yeah. like a chopstick or something. Yeah, you're right. He knows yeah. how to play. Something's interesting about drumming. I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Is drumming that interesting? Uh, it snared me. <laughs> you were snared. Oh, hey, Carl, I have one answer to that joke. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, this movie convinced me I'm going to become a, a drummer. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> I finally get the respect I've always wanted. Now, I really didn't do research on Richard Pryor because we all know him so well. Like, right. I pulled out all of his movies. And. Yeah. I saw a uh, live on Sunset Strip at the Wellmont in Montclair, yeah, New Jersey. That sounds right. Yeah, I omitted all his comedy uh, uh, movies because that doesn't count. I can mean, we, I can we just movie. say what what if, like him and maybe Margaret Cho are probably the two comedians that had genuinely theatrically released concert comedy films? You know, like. Well, I, multiple ones like uh no but eddie murphy would go on to follow in the footsteps so. yeah but was raw was not there were cable specials and video cassettes i'm talking about being released in the movie house like uh it wasn't the eddie murphy ones were not i, I think maybe raw was i think raw because it was might have been but it would have never happened was it not for richard pryor no, absolutely, absolutely. Because Pryor's done like at least five live, you know, live yeah. in concert to mm-hmm. Sunset Strip. There was a couple, few more in the middle. Yeah, unfortunately, now I'm regretting. Uh, I just, I just wanted to acknowledge it. You know, I mean, like, and I think the the first one is on was on Netflix last time I watched it. Mm-hmm. So, which is great. It's like holy shit. Look, I'm staring at like forty something movies here. I mean, yeah. they weren't all crap, you know? I mean, Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy. Oh, he was great in that. And then he probably, you know, custom-made that movie for him, among others. Among others, because there were a lot of those uh, stars. They were like um, the uh, Harlem gangsters. He was in The Toys, Superman 3, Brewster's Millions. He was in good films. Stir Crazy, Bustin' Loose. So crazy, busting loose. Uh, the toy is one of the worst films, but uh, you do think so? I think it's great. Moving where he has to move this, he sends uh, fun. Superman 3. Yeah, that was yeah. Good. you don't right. think so? Uh, it still has my favorite line, which is Clark eating uh, dog food. <laughs> <laughs> he was good at that. He was, of course, he was good at that. He was great at Brewster's Millions with John it's Candy. It's unknown. There's an unknown element in the kryptonite. I don't know it. It's unknown. How about tar? Right, it's tar. Because he was smoking cigarettes. He was in Silver Streak. He was in Car Wash, which was more of a cameo. 
He was the Wiz in The Wiz with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he had a TV show, the Richard Pryor show, where he wore like a uh, a nude bodysuit. Oh, well, actually, he shows up on the set of this film naked, and Shelly Winters freaked out. It was like a practical joke. Well, the concert was over, but the politician wasn't happy. Now, this I'm is not Ed happy. Bagley. Ed Bagley. Oh, I Ed Bagley know this guy. He I looks vaguely familiar. Well, he was uh, he was all over TV and movie. Okay, let's see here. Senator Albright. We know him from Ed Bagley Jr. That's how we. Yeah, know. that's how we know him. Yeah, I, I knew uh, he looked well, vaguely. Uh, the unsinkable Molly Brown. Um, you know, like CBS sitcoms. He was on Rod Sterling's Pattern Show. He was all over. Wait, the what's Rod Sterling's Pattern Show? I never even heard. I of don't that. know. I don't know. Patterns, plural. Oh, do you think it's like another like teleplay? This week, socialism is cool. Written by Rod <laughs> Sterling, nineteen fifty-seven. He was in the Virginian Bonanza. Dick Van Dyke. Wild Wild West. My three I still, I still, I still vaguely remember him, Carl. Well, uh, right now he's playing Senator Albright, and he's like, fuck this. You want to be Senator? You can't back these monkeys. You can't lower the age to 14. I was trying to make a joke. He, he I can't Ed Bagley Sr. Bagley recognize him. I, he's very, he, I, he looks vaguely familiar. Yeah. All right. And, there you go. Kids, please, no uh, vinyl. Well, uh, they're playing Max Frost, and that's pissing off Senator uh, Albright downstairs. Do you think I should vote it? Do you think I should have the right to vote, Mom? And so question, Mom. God. So if, if they lowered the age to 14 for the voting, who would become president? I, I, this guy, I guess, the, the rock star, I guess, in this movie. Well, yeah, in this movie, it will be the rock star. Ah, hello. <laughs> Live from Hollywood, California, uh, Florida. Uh, well, it, now they're going That's to... Los Angeles. Like, the, the Ferguson campaign will now meet with Max Frost. You see, what Max Frost did at the end of his thing, he said... This Saturday night, I want you to come out to sun, uh, sun, the Sunset Strats... The strip sunset. I want you to come out to the sunset strip and we're going to have like a rally. We're going to have a like a protest. I want you to fill the streets and we're going to do this until they lower the age to 14. And everyone claps. So, so now fill the, fill the streets. If it's going to be a while in the streets, it's going to be a mob, right? Yes. Good. Cool. I like this guy's mob scenes. I'm into it. Well, I mean, you're not going to see what we saw before. The mob scene at the concert, where you're not going to see that again. What's your policy on sitting on people? Uh, some guy sitting on your pool table. I'm against it. Uh, yeah, we're me too. A clean game here. Yeah, and no smoking. How huh? you going to burn holes in the? Yeah, in the yeah. felt. In the felt. Is he gay? Because he's wearing a bandana. I have the sound off. They never say he's gay, and you know they say that the fourteen-year-old uh, accountant is gay. A uh, fifteen-year-old accountant is gay. Huh. Hey, good for him. Came out at an early age and got a profession. <laughs> yeah. 
His mom was proud about the accounted part. So basically, they're going to be flippant and off stand. Uh, they're not going to take it serious. I don't know. So they're going to piss off Senator Albright, and he's going to kind of like storm out or whatever. And then Ferguson is going to be like, all right, listen, Senator Albright is the political party of this. You know, he's the boss. Right. And you're not going to get what you want if you don't play ball with him, period. So they agree on lowering it to he's going to change the song from 14 or fight to uh, 18 15 and, and ready, 15 and ready. Right. Oh. They're negotiating. I think 16 is much more reasonable than 14. No song has ever been successful with the when the girl's 16 years old. Stray Cat Strut. Yeah. Half half the songs of some some uh, rock stars. Yeah. Appalling. They are so rude. I do like the, it is well shot, I guess. Yeah. Or at least dated, you know. Well, this guy was a TV director, and he really knew what he was doing, you know. But um, this movie is like, feels like a theatrically released movie. Like, I, I could see this on the screen. This I, I guess first, yeah, no, this came out on the screen, and it made, uh, like I said before, four times its money. They they, they had a $700,000 budget. Um, he wanted to grow into films, um, but it didn't work. He did about four or five of them, and he just headed back to uh, – I mean, he did The Tonight Show and The Eddie Fisher Show and The Melton Burl Spectacular. You know, he was TV. Yeah, yeah right, and that's live. Police Woman, Black Sheep Squadron, The Streets of San Francisco, The Beautiful Phyllis Diller Show, you know. Oh, hey, Milk is finally here. <laughs> is it acid milk? No, we don't even have any cookies. No point to the milk. Uh, there's only one other interesting thing about the director, and I don't have all the information. On August 5, 1965, both Barry Shear and Jan Barry of the singing duo Jan and Dean were injured along with other film crew members while on the first day of the set of the new Paramount motion picture, Easy Come, Easy Go. Oh, wow. How were they injured? Then it goes on to say... Paramount would ultimately cancel the film and reuse the film title the following year for an Elvis Presley film. Yeah, because I'm I'm like literally now on Facebook when you mentioned that title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No comment. No comment. No comment. No comment. So basically, he's leaving there disgusted. Sir, do you? Uh, what's your policy about the sink? Do you use Ajax? No comment. No comment. No comment. What is your policy on the sink? I am against it. No comment. No comment. Oh, scrubbing the sink. Uh, Hal Holbrook. Clean shaven Hal Holbrook. Oh, no, he's yeah. going to start talking like Mark Twain in this movie, right? He's Hal Holbrook. Oh, you know, you're right. He did that play, Mark Twain. He played Mark Twain like 30 years. He had to retire when he was super old. Right. Well, how old was Mark Twain? Oh, I guess he I was 183. You know, but... Mark Twain wrote a book and said, don't release this book until 100 years later. And Thank it came you. out like 10 years ago. And who who even knows? <laughs> yeah, right. You do yeah. that. And it's like, now nobody knows. 
You dummy. It's like, what? Who's Tom Hanks? Why do I want to watch this movie? Oh, it's great. It's about this hologram for the king. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm 100 years older for this shit. <laughs> Wait, in September 2017, after six decades of playing the role of Mark Twain, God announced his retirement from the one-man show, Mark Twain Tonight. Holbrook indicated he would like to continue working on movies and television. Yeah, please don't typecast me. It's been six decades. <laughs> Enough. Ooh. All right, they got the handshake, 15 and ready. Time for a break. So they agreed on 15. How did they get Time Magazine to agree to be in this movie? I, 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 my research did not cover that tidbit. Normally they'll say like Tyne or something like that. Like they're just legally, they can't use the real name. So Christopher Jones is our star and, uh, he would have a good career, but, uh, he would quit way early. He got, somehow he got embarrassed and he just said, fuck it. And he quit. Um, really? Yeah, let me see if I have it here. Was wasn't that the name of his memoirs? Fuck it, I quit. <laughs> right, fuck by it. Christopher Jones. So he makes his Broadway debut in '61, Tennessee Williams, Night of the Iguana. But Shirley Winters was in it, and Shirley yeah, Winters right. introduced him to the woman who would become his wife. Then he moved to Hollywood, and he got this ABC television series, The Legend of Jesse James, and he got 34 episodes. And then he was like all on TV for a while, uh, but they, he did this movie and called Chabasco in '68 with his wife. And by the time the filming was over, they divorced. Um, oh, that's too bad. Then he would move on to Wild in the Streets, uh, and he'd be in a sex comedy this year. Check this out: Jones was involved in a car crash, not knowing he had been drugged. The directors and producers never informed him of the drugging. Directors and producers? Yeah, right. We back up. Wait, yeah. the, they, uh, uh, you know, American International Pictures seems pretty uh, <laughs> creepy, okay. but geez. So, later, Lean, I guess he's the director, Lean dubbed Jones's voice, uh, causing the actor a bad reputation. This took a personal toll on Jones, who returned from Ireland to California. That's where it was being filmed. Um, and he stayed in the house where Sharon Tate was murdered. Uh, was allegedly murdered. Yeah, and abandoned his acting career. No, it was not alleged. Okay, she's dead. Listen, I have a clear movie. You know what I like about the uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And I'll be very brief, Carl. Okay. Uh, is that at the end, it kind of keeps it sweet by the murder doesn't happen, right? Like it's, yeah, like, it's that's wish right. fulfillment. But the you know, his buddy killed a woman. You know, so it's like it's a little fantasy where everyone else gets I don't know. Anyway, okay, we're back. We're in Hollywood. Well oh, this Sharon is probably... Tate was the good guy and yeah. the other woman Bullwinkle. was a lot of this stuff is still running, I guess. I think I've seen that Bullwinkle. So here you're seeing the sunset strip and all yeah. the kids going out. But really what you're seeing is stock footage of protests. Now, so, but it, wasn't that cool that we saw some archival uh, sunset strip? Yes. Bars and clubs and stuff yeah. like that. And look at that view, huh? Yeah. Yeah. UCLA, UCLA. 
think that point my dad said pretty romantic, huh? That Los Angeles sunset. Know what I'm saying? We got. I have plans after this movie, and then nine months later, I was bored. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Stop footage. The conception. Look of at this. Eagleman. Stop <laughs> footage. Oh, this is symbolic. Stock footage. Stock footage. Lots of 60s cars. Stock footage. We're all hanging out. Yeah. Hey, that was the blanket on my couch. What? Some hippie took it and brought it to the I park? I guess so. Look at it. Stock footage. Hey, better red than dead. Jones was offered a part of Zed in Pulp Fiction by Quentin Tarantino, but he turned it down. Really? Well, yeah. you know what? It's like, you know, who's a rapist, wasn't he? The guy in the, the pawn shop? Zed's dead, baby. Well, this, okay, look, check this out. Okay, he died in 2014, but in 2018, actress Olivia Hussle claimed, Hussey claimed she was raped by Jones in the house Roman Polanski had shared with his wife, Sharon Tate, weeks after Tate's death. Hussey said that she had dated Jones in the late 60s, but ended the relationship because he was fused, physically abusive towards her. So that's you know not what? good. That's not good. I had no idea. So now we see dissension in the ranks, which it's is just... his own family. The right. kid going on the side of the rock star and him being, you know, a square. That's a slapping. Yeah, that's right. The great slapping. So they're going to duel but in Sunset? Like that kind of slap. It wasn't a dual slap, son. It wasn't a dual slap. Well, no. Now, you see, they're there not on Saturday for the rally. They're there, like, now. So what Albright wants him to do is get with Frost, go on TV, and tell everyone to be peaceful. Oh, I see. So the kid's laying down some trip on him, like uh, how it's bad to be old and it's good to be young. It's the same old. Go ahead and listen if you want. Well, I don't know if I want to listen to it. You know, 30 years ago, I've been really into this. Wait a minute. That, that reminds me, Carl. Yeah. Now, I was I don't know if I told you, but I was conceived uh shortly thereafter screening of this movie in nineteen sixty eight. Uh-huh. But do you think that how so that would make me roughly fifty-three years. So Hal Holbrook in this movie, he's like thirty-five, right? Uh he's thirty-nine according to the script. I don't right. know how old in real life he was. All right. Yeah, I probably have his I don't think I even have his birth date, no. Jeez, I would have been long dead in this movie. Like in Logan's Run, I'd be gone. Oh, yes. I'd be rejuvenated. Yeah, long gone. You know, they'll throw me to the Soylent Green crew. They'll be like, oh, here, take this guy. <laughs> so and the good news is you're leaving uh, <laughs> Logan's Run. Bad news, you're entering Soylent Green. We're they just like to chill. Yeah, We're just do. chilling out. Boy, that was a great couple of scenes we did, right? We went to the Troubadour and we performed. We need a massage. Yeah. Do you yeah. know eight, 14 year old Asians? I know. It's so weird. That's like Turn the up character. the sound. Turn up the sound because, because, uh, all right. 
Sally Leroy is going to say, I think you guys are fags. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. That's e boys. Yeah. See, she's going to be 25, and that means she could run for Congress. So they're going to do that as her first step, but not yet. Not yet. Right now, Holbrook, uh, it's not really Holbrook in this. He's Senator Fergus. Or Fergus is going with Max Frost in a helicopter to various places and saying, it's great that you guys were here. America has heard you. Go home. <laughs> Be peaceful. Go home. Can't and hear you over the helicopter. By the way, never raise your hands. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boy, groovy, groovy cats. Hey. So he calls his people troops, his fans. Hey, troops, got good news for you today. He does that every time. Sock oh, wow. Footage. Sock footage, right? They're not there for the movie screening. Right. These guys are. They're each making 25 bucks for today. Whirp, whirp, whirp. The, the helicopter blades are finally slowing down. Yerp, yeep. Oh, no. Got to go back up. That's it. Thanks go for coming home. for the speech. Go home. For more speech, check out the news at 10. We'll Don't be featured. Be violent. Check out our news at 10. We'll be on the news, Ted. It's going to be us. Uh, and then a uh, man on the street. Go the fuck home. All right, guys. Thanks for showing up for the for the press up. Photo oh. up? Press up. Press up. Press opportunity. Yes, he's, pressing. he's pressing. He's press up. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, that's a press hop. This is a very, this is like a full on massage, Carl, like the movie. Oh, there was like, ooh, romantic. Cut to her, cut to him. Cut to her, cut to him. He's massaging her colon. Cut to her. Cut my, father, to my father's elbowing my mom at this point. Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 what do getting you say? Horny, getting horny. Getting horny. Let's see. I, I was thinking it. Like, our parents were more beatniks. My dad was more like, you know, Edging the beatniks, I guess, or the he was a, I guess, a student, you know, big yeah. Jewish beard and Texas kid. Hello, I am the president. Oh, no. Eisenhower. Okay, so everyone's chilling out and going to sleep, but something's going on. Like there's an invader, an intruder. So Max Frost, being the cool guy, he will right. detain him. And then well, we'll he has a name, out. Max Fox. Yeah, who is this? Is it a Deep Throat? I've it got some information. Throat. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't work for a paper. Um, <laughs> it's the son of Holbrook. Oh, uh, I see. Senator they just Fulton. throw her right in the bed. Oh. Big pillow fight. Guys, you ready? Pillow fight. You're just a kid. It, this played in drive-ins a lot. 
And this now this movie, I mean, it's it's a really well known movie too. It's just like you know, there was going to be a sequel they never shot. It was called We Outnumber You. It was announced, and they were working on a script. It's a great title. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went up actually to the theater. I said, uh, seven thousand <laughs> tickets, please, for We Will Outnumber You." It <laughs> <laughs> only took fifteen days to shoot this film. Really? Yeah, fifteen. And here we are, fifty years later. Yep. Well, that that fifteen days uh, is the reason why I'm here on planet Earth. So, uh, got to thank the production for that. Yep, absolutely. Quick, quick! Operation Get Arthur Laid is in effect. <laughs> the conception of Mike Spiegelman in this in theaters. So, Pulitzer Wait. Prize winner Art Spiegelman played. Count. Coming quickly. The critics are, the reviews are in. God damn, says Art Spiegelman. Arthur Spiegelman. Arthur Spiegelman. Charlotte Spiegelman plays the victim. No. Okay. You were conceived out of love? Yeah. The love of, uh, well, things got wild in the streets. Uh, The love of this movie? Yeah. Okay, so now he has won. He is now the senator. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Maybe that I was conceived in the drive-in. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that means my parents were de- had enough dexterity to, like, fuck in a car. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she sat on him, and every time she bonked, it would hit the horn. Bonk, do you, th- do you think they was in a convertible, or they had the uh, the top down? No, no, your parents would not do that, right? <laughs> to the world, no. Right, right. That's very, it's a, you know, I'm being conceived here. A little privacy. Now, Nixon defeated Humphrey in 68 while this was being filmed. Um, no, okay, wait, 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 wait. At the time of the filming, it was widely expected that Johnson would run for a Another full term in 68. You know, Lyndon Johnston said, that's enough. I'm done. Yeah. Hey, I did enough. I'm out. Yeah. Sorry. So this is like a real rally. Well, yeah. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-Con. <laughs> We're watching three movies back to back. Are you ready for some shorts? So now he's saying, okay, we got him elected. Yay, us. And he's saying, we're going to vote Sally Leroy into office. And she'll become a United States Senate. um, She'll be in the House of Representatives. And that'll be our first step as youths to. Now he's saying, you can't, you know who can't be your congressman? Me. I'm not old enough. You know who can't be your president? Me. If I'm old, you know, so he wants all these ages lowered. So strange. I mean, it's so not so wow. People know what they're doing, and old people are stodgy and don't know what they're doing. They're ruining everything. Oh, that's like every generation now. Yeah. But I guess they were right. No. Oh, look, they're going to go, they're going to storm the Capitol? Yeah, that's right. Oh, boy. I just watched this on HBO Max. <laughs> I just saw this on the news. 
four hours in the White House. You should check out that documentary. It's depressing as hell. You know, everyone's there with their cameras. And then they were able to piece together the material. So, you know, a cop will say, some guy hit me, and there'll be like a guy shooting it, you know, filming it from while it's happening. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an obnoxious scene. Sally Leroy has won, and she's going to propose that she says, like, the greatest thing about America is it's shown the world that being old sucks and being young is the shit. So we want to amend the Constitution. So House of Representatives 14, Senator 14, President 14. <laughs> Put it on for a second. She's so right. like, stoned. Yeah. That's why we we ask that the Constitution be amended. Damn it, Carl, you gave her the good shit. (laughs) (laughs) She's best known for Peyton Place, the movie. Um, Oh, Peyton Place, the movie, right? That was one of those one of the first like movies into TV shows, book into movie into TV shows. Like now, after this film, she just quit Hollywood. And she would be, uh, she went to Bennington College in Vermont, where she studied sure. poetry. She yeah, that sounds poet. right. She's probably like the poster child for Bennington, as seen in Wild in the Streets. That's cool. I think <laughs> that's pretty United cool. Colors. No, yeah, the United Colors of Bennington College. I actually, I think that's really cool. We, I knew some people from Montclair that went to Bennington, and she just. She just left Hollywood without explanation and just went to become a poet. Well, she went to college. Yes. And then she uh, she found her voice, but, you know, not that her voice isn't being expressed. She's probably the only interesting person so far in this movie, even though she is fucking high as a kite, high as fuck. <laughs> now, that might just be scripted. Yeah. No, she's acting, maybe. Yeah. Interesting. And where did they get the scene? This is that they went to the White House. This is shot on the floor. Of the no, Senate. This is, this is the House of Representatives. She is now a Congresswoman. Yeah, but it's it's shot at like some uh, Marriott. Oh no, I was wrong. Look, that's uh, the White House. That's the Capitol building. Oh really? Yeah, I couldn't see it. There was this big thing in front of it. That was the Washington Monument. Washington. Look at it. Hey. That was uh, Mick, Mick Jones of The Clash we just saw. Yeah, a bunch of Mick Elvis Jones of The Clash. Elvis <laughs> Every cool guy with glasses, sunglasses. I'm being a stereotype reporter. Usually they really are. Like they, I'm an affiliate in Washington. There's Senator Albright. I love you all. I love all children. Weird. Do you plan to have children, Mr. Uh, Senator Begley Sr.? <laughs> Please, we're old. Let us through. Old man reporting. He's he's like a youngster now. Let us through. Let us man. through. I begly of you. <laughs> Please. That's awfully begly of you. Amend what? These signs, picket signs, 
This is what I was hoping for. Close up shots like this. Oh, uh, arm. Um, I was wrong to say there wouldn't be more. Carl, you we recently posted a, a video we, from our old uh, public access television show from 1990, where we egged City Hall. Yeah. Yeah, Montclair Municipal Building. Mm-hmm. This is like I think they they must have watched it and used it for this movie. Oh, they're shooting hippies on the. Yeah. So hey, this is a little too too soon, Carl. We just had this actually happen. Well, now Max Frost is going to address the nation, you know, and sing a number. He is. Yeah. But he's going to get mad. They shot us down in the streets. This next song is called Three Shot in the outside of the Capitol. Oh, let's listen to him. This is good. I'm singing the last three pages of the script. <laughs> oh, I Here wish. comes a preview. No, we have lots more to go. Oh, yeah. No, I, he's not president yet. President Max Frost. Oh, I even know his name now. <laughs> oh, he's crying. The three died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop the seal. Oh, that's acting. This guy's kind of a creep, then. In real life? Yeah. Well, I don't really know. We do have that rape report. That makes him a scumbag, if it's true. Right. And um, I don't know. He he got married, and he went on to have a nice life. Uh, He just quit acting, and uh, he died from gallbladder cancer, like complications. He was like 79. Gotcha. Wild in the streets. Hey, kids, we promised you a movie with six new songs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, six new songs. Do you know, know Wild in the Streets by Circle Jerks? How's it go by Circle Jerks? Wild in the streets, running, running. Wild in the streets, running, running. Wild in the streets, running, running. That's great. And then how's the chorus go? Um, wild in the streets. Running, running. Wild in the streets. Running, running. Speaking of circle jerks, here we are at Congress again. <laughs> <laughs> now um, the senator is going to meet with um, his son who ran away from home. Oh, that's sweet. They, are they really in the White House, in the Capitol? They're in the Capitol. In real life? No. This is set. like some, some college. Well, it's a set. Yeah. Why? Why? His, his son's gone hippie, right? Yeah, his son's gone hippie. Running, running. Wow. Running, running. Wow, in the streets. Running, running. Oh, there you go. I hear it. <laughs> yeah. Running, 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 running. <laughs> I think you get the point. Oh, is the song over already? 
<laughs> no, we got one more second left. Keep the songs tight and short. So basically, like, Hallbrook is like, come home, please. And he goes, no, man, that family seems pretty square. <laughs> He's the son's completely changed. And he I mean, goes, he... <laughs> you could drive me to drink. And he goes, <clears throat> of course, you're from that alcoholic generation. So he's going to get all shit-faced and go home and terrorize his daughter. Just need a just quick, stiff drink. Set on the nerves. You're part of that alcoholic generation, Dad. We, we eat acid and sugar cube generation. Right, right. We're the acid and sugar cube. But uh, by the time we, as this film goes on, Holbrook will trip. Really? Yep. So is it a sugar cube again? Why am I obsessed no, with that? it's in the water. It was in the water. Oh, that's even worse. That's <laughs> that. That's no fun. You shouldn't. Uh, you should always be aware. Drink the water. You're square, Dad. Dad, give it up. I'm cool. I'm a boomer. Yeah, you're not cool, Dad. I think that was in a fish burgers, but you weren't a part of it. Oh, really? Was it a dad? I was like the dad driving in the car. <laughs> it was going, Dad, you're not cool. I was like, you're not cool, Dad. I have a mustache. There he is. Don't get home. He's part of the alcoholic generation. So look, uh... he his daughter's room and starts tearing down Max Frost. And it really like. Well, he's going into all their rooms, but it'll right. go into the daughters too, and it'll terrorize her. That's a lot of posters. So oh, that was a that was Uncle Scrooge. These are just like vintage hippie posters that they sell for like three hundred dollars at this point. Yeah, look, there's the Rolling. Oh, the Beatles. Oh, the Rolling Stones. I hate you, Daddy. Daddy, I love the Rolling Stones, and I hate you. Uh oh, what's she doing in the fountain? Acid. She's on acid. And uh, it's um, she's the House of Representatives lady. <laughs> party, party. The rest representative. Of what Joe Walsh's "Let's Party, Party." Let's party, party. Look how uh, Richard Pryor is. I was looking at Hook. Does Hook go in the water, or does it? I don't know. Will it rust? I yeah. don't know. How can he swim with it? Didn't make fun of Hook. I didn't make fun of him. He just can't make a cup. Carl, his name is Barry, okay? N not Hook. <laughs> he has a Hook, but his name is uh, Barry. Is it Barry? Let me check. Uh, hook, uh, Hook, what's your first name? No, but, okay, he's called Hook in this, uh, in this film. Let's see, Fuji, Ellie. I don't see his name. Look, he, he's one of the ones you research him, and it's like nothing there. It's nothing to talk about. He's oh, like, no, I, I believe you on that. I just think it's uh, the fact that his character's name is Hook is pretty, is pretty weird. I think it's because uh, maybe it's because of his hook. I think it's a good hook. Okay, yeah. so they need everybody to vote yes on the age 14 thing, okay? You got it, Danny. With us, that's six votes. 
they're like, how can we do it? They're like, blackmail. We can't, we don't have time. They go through all of it. Then they decide, we'll put acid in the water. So were they in Los Angeles again? They're still in D.C. Look, they really are. This is a federal crime. He becomes president by... by... (laughs) But the thing is, like... They should have just targeted the House of Re- the, the the Congress, but right. they didn't. If they put it in the water, all of D.C. is going to trip. Right, but they didn't put it in the reservoir. They just threw it in the lake, in the Potomac. Yeah, it's a movie. All the fish are tripping. The yep. what? Hey, hey I'm a groovy lobbyist. Tripping, Senator Fergus. Here's tripping. my impression of um, tripping in uh, the White House. Now, hey, man. Each- Tripping how member of Congress has a under you know thirty person with them as their guide, as a Sherpa in this crazy new world. The thing is, he's acting like acid is alcohol right now. You right. know what I mean? Or mushrooms? It's like not a sensory deprivation thing. It just makes you think. Yeah. And act. Oh, my name is Samuel Clemmings. Oh, hello. I didn't see you come in. Reports of my death were greatly exaggerated. <laughs> They're all tripping. There's Senator Albright, Ed Bagley Sr. <clears throat> wow. It's not acid. They're all like stoned. Ha, 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 ha. Well, no, then it's like acid because there's a lot of close-ups. Oh, he's freaking out. That's kind of acidy. Now they're going to do the vote, and they're everyone, yay! Yay! But the thing is, the person taking the vote is stone. Okay, so here's the long-forgotten Shelly Winters. Now right. that uh, he's going to like run for president or something. Um, Oh, wait. Now, I think this is a scene where Holbrook comes to him and looks, says, would you talk some sense into your boy? And she's saying, ever since the accident, she's been with an acid therapist. Oh, a little microdosing. Ahead of his time. And so you can see the father is in a wheelchair and he's smoking pot. So anyway, she won't help him tell his son to quit it. Yeah. Oh, hey, I have breaking news. Uh, my brother wants to get on the speaker. He has one thing to say. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm sorry. This, this is a live podcast, but we're going to bring him in. All right. All right. Let me... How does this phone work? Okay, here we go. Uh, the host of Proudly Presents. Resents. Resents. The cult movie podcast. Hey, Mike. Yeah, hey. Uh, am I on speaker? You are on speaker. I just wanted to, you guys, did you hear about that uh, actress that got stabbed today? No. Reese, um, Reese. Oh, Reese, Reese with a spoon? No, with a knife. Uh. <laughs> uh, you're on the podcast, by the way, Adam. I hung up after that. Oh, okay. That was a brief appearance from Adam Spiegelman, host of Proudly Resents. Yeah, so guys, some great interviews. And that blows our cover that it's not really January 2022. Why? What did he say? 
He said that there was a, a stabbing of an actor today. Reese. Reese, uh, Reese who? With their, with their spoon? No, with a knife. With got... a knife. You know, I, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a... I had to respond, right? I mean, I couldn't leave him hanging like that. It would be embarrassing. I guess. So now... <laughs> Um, they're plotting that he would run for president. Is he going to be a Democrat or a Republican? And they strategize, and he's going to be a Republican just because it fits opportunistically, and he's going to run for president. This is their big powwow. Wait, and where are they powwowing? In the fucking Capitol again? Yes, in the Capitol building. I'm telling you, I just watched that HBO uh, documentary on on January the January sixth. Uh, uh huh. And they're just chilling out. That's pretty cool. Have a Pepsi with a with a fuck <laughs> Coke. Did you ever see George C. Scott's sitcom called Mr. President? It was on Fox uh, back in the day. I guess no. On a very special Mr. President. So you thought it would be cool to smoke pot in the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> Sunday, 8.30 after The Simpsons. All right, he's running for president already. They'd spare nothing on this budget. I want the biggest Eisenhower. Is that oh, Eisenhower behind him? Eisenhower and Reagan. Yeah. It, that was the day of, you know, Eisenhower was out of office. He was the most recent Republican president. <laughs> Who's that dude? Who, behind? Oh, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Is he? Oh, it's William Shatner. William I'm sure Shatner. he's a son of a business. <laughs> I'm sure he's a son of a bitch. Was he the vice president? I guess. Yeah, probably. Hugh, Hubert Humphrey. Oh, he was a Democrat. Wow, yeah. I guess I'm drawing a blank. I wasn't I bored, but Eisenhower's uh, vice president was. Was it Nixon? Yeah, maybe. Right, was that makes Nixon sense. Vice president. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow, what a lousy tie! It's always with the red ties. These candidates. Cravat. It's a cravat. Oh, it is cra- cravatative. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> provocative cravat. I can't do it. It's provocative for Krakowicz. You cannot do it. I try. I try, but I can't not do it. Cram, cram, cravat. Cravat. Oh right, yeah. Boy, this guy likes dogs. Yeah, that's all bright, and he's going. Uh, he just can't. There's Dick Clark. Oh, Dick Clark! I'm producing this movie for the youth. Wow, he really looks young. He's 68. Yeah, Dick Clark. Did he, you know, he had Dick Clark Productions. Well, I guess this is an AIP movie, so it's not, he's not producing this. And it's a perfect one because they hit the nail on the head. It was the Times, never trust anyone under 30, and they exploited it all the way to this. Right. And Dick Clark was 69, as you said in this movie. It took (laughs) place in 68, and he was 68. So now we're having more delusional, um, Shelly Winter stuff in which she's like thinking that if her president, her son becomes president, she will be uh, ambassador to England and the queen will accept her in 
gosh, I forget the name of the Buckingham Palace room. Oh, uh, the Hoity Toity room. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's already passed. It was like the oh. court of Elysian or some crap. Boy, she, she is eluded. Nut crack. Now, does she help him at the end of this movie? He he has to have a downfall, right? He's not going to get shot in the head and the movie's going to end. Nope. nope. Wow, look at this. They're all able to see Max Frost. Yay, president. Uh, for president. Dun, dun, oh, this is dun, pretty cool. Gonna fly now. Dun, dun, right. Dun, Don't have time for plot development. Dun, dun, dun. Look how he's playing the drums. Yeah. His left hand's holding it like a chopstick. His right hand's holding it like a club. That's the old school style of drumming? Mm-hmm. And still jazz today. Yeah. Wow. You know all the great presidents, Ulysses S. Grant. Max Frost. Max Frost. Yeah, we right. There you go. Frost. We stop at Johnson because that's where we are in history. <clears throat> right. The 25th, no, 34th. Here he is, President. Uh, I think President it's Frost. <clears throat> I think it's 37. Hold on. And he's got a rat tail or president? Gross. Yeah, gross. Absolutely fucking disgusting. <clears throat> oh, on, no on November 5, 1968, the Republican nominee Max Frost is elected president of the United States, defeating Democrat incumbent Lyndon B. Johnson. Because they didn't know he wasn't going to run for another term when this was made. He's inaugurated as the 37th president, January 20, 1969. In reality, former Vice President Richard Nixon won the 68 election, defeating the Democrat incumbent Vice President Herbert Humphrey at the time of building. It was widely expected Johnson would run for a second full term. However, in March, he announced he wasn't going to do so. God, yeah. No, also, like... I mean, 1968, there was the presidential, the Democratic uh, Convention, right? Which was pretty crazy from what I understand. Yeah. That was, yeah. There were protests outside and it ended up in violence. Blood in the streets, the town of Chicago. Oh, if only they had that footage, they could pad out this movie more. Now, Holbrook will try to shoot the president. Sore loser. Yeah. 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 Oh no, he's giving his his uh Mr. Smith goes to Washington filibuster speech. Well, it's it's worse than that. What he's doing is he's saying they're going to implement internment camps and everyone 35 and older is gonna go to the internment camp. Whoa, what a hard shirt. And take acid. And take acid? Yeah. Now watch Holbrook's gonna pull out a gun and go to shoot him. Yeah, right. I'm not going to no acid hole, you know. Yeah. No one's going to hold this brook. <laughs> you can't hold brook. You can't hold brook? How'd you like a brook? <laughs> not even how. <laughs> you, can't have, you can't hold brook. Well, oh, 
excuse me, I didn't see you. I was too busy writing. Uh, Mark Twain. Well, I was too busy writing Adventures of Tom Sawyer by Mark Twain. Look, he's going to pull out his gun. Mark, don't do it. Samuel, put the gun away. Don't so do no it, Mr. Clemmings. Opening so no one notices. He learned that from Dirty Harry. He's got the gun. Wait a minute, he brought a gun into the floor? Yep. Yay, a tournament camps for all. Camps. Holy shit. Whoa. Whoa, stop. That's Frank Grillo from... Uh... He goes, let him run, he won't get far. And guess what? He'll never pay for that crime. Nowhere in the rest of this film is he going to get, you know, arrested to try to kill the president. Hey, if, if uh, Max Frost isn't getting arrested for this pinstripe suit, then no one will. Well, in the day, that's fashionable. I guess so. Look at that rain cap she's wearing. I know, a little pokey dotties. That was fashionable. Ridiculous. Well, the other, the other guys are just squares. Yeah, and they're yeah. really annoyed by this little creep. Off to the LSD camp. I don't think he's saying it now. Oh, really? Oh, I gotta, we gotta raise the volume on this. We'll draft beer. You want to draft me? We'll draft beer. <laughs> draft beer. Oh, I'm trying to think of the guy who came up with acid and then took a bicycle ride. Do you hear that story? Yeah. He, and then he was going. He would not be cool with these camps. <laughs> He'd be like, you guys got the wrong idea on how to take acid. D-lysergic acid diethylamide tartrate 25. That was the batch that he made, and he got on his bike to head home and tripped his brains out. Yeah. Internment camps. I know, it's so crazy. Every state in the union's got one. Sure. Oh, there's Paradise Camp. Oh, it's with the peace sign, Carl. I think my irony meter is exploding. Look at the old people. Including Senator Albrecht. Including Ed Bankley. There he is, Ed Bankley. Yeah. Yeah, senior. In his uh, graduation gown. Who else would be waiting for the bus but an old person? Look what an old-timey bus it is, too. It's not, it's not even a Volkswagen. That's just like a... Oh, I don't know. They must have had it a lot. This is shot on the lot. Look, there's the water coolers with acid everyone's got to take. Yeah, no one's drinking. They're too busy talking about last night's episode of, uh, did you see Sex in the City last night? I couldn't believe it. You guys watch Game of Thrones? All right, enough water cooler chat. Keep going. Oh, I see. It's water cooler. Hey, I've, have you guys? I've seen Sex in the City many times. Uh, once in the subway. Uh uh-huh once behind a dumpster uh, yeah alleyway carl you gotta just leave me alone right to fuck. people have urges wow they're these hippies are putting them in hippie camps yeah, but why do they have to push them and tear off their clothes and be assholes i don't understand like where there's just like 20 30 old people yeah and what like, what's the exit policy? They take acid, and then when are they 
rehabilitated and now they'll be cool and you let them back into society. There isn't any of that. Is this everyone from the neighborhood? Oh, are we still in Washington, D.C.? I would doubt it. Yeah. They <laughs> they travel from like D.C. to Los Angeles consistently. Oh, Ethan Surfy. Uh, get out of there, you bum. You beat bum. Ethan Surfy. Surfy? The guy from uh, My Name is Earl, his buddy. Oh, okay. From I thought Walrats. he was wife, um, Hawaiian Punch guy, looked like to me. He looks like Punchy, the Hawaiian Punch guy. Punchy. You're talking about Punchy? Yes. So now they're saying, like, what about people who are 35 and they look 25 and they're faking it? And he's like, well, if they're faking it, they're probably pretty cool. Mr. President. <laughs> yeah. And he says, what about the ones who are like, some people are hiding old people in their attic. And he goes, well, they're out of the way then, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Weird. He's really just turned into a lunatic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. You know why? Just because it sounds cool. Right. Well, are the old people going to revolt? Nope. Oh. Nope. They're going to hang out in camps. I heard they're just going to go hang out at camp and call you on your birthday. And Hallbrook will kill himself. Wow. Yeah. What a bummer. Right. Damn. <laughs> this guy, like, uh, I mean, I feel like it's, is everyone in internment camps, as you say, in all 50 states? Yeah. Everyone over 35, 35 or older. Up oh, here, they found someone who's over 35 and didn't go to the camp. Get a, you know how they track them? They go on Facebook. And they're <laughs> like, you're posting, you must be over 35. <laughs> no! Oh, this is like uh, Planet of the Apes was also 68. This looks like that scene. Right. Except, you know, Planet of the Apes was better. He goes, get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. And they're like, oh, holy oh. shit. The he hippie's like, get off. your hand, get your clean hands off me. Get your hands off me, you clean, square human. Big <laughs> lipstick. This is very insulting because uh, it's like um, they, I forget the lot. Turn it on. All right. There we go. Don't want to be no yellow peril. So, I'm just saying, like, the people of China would not make up a song in which they don't want to be no yellow peril. It's just, it was stupid for the movie. Okay, and another person who won't go quietly is Shelley Winters. Because her character establishes that, oh, they got her, oh, well. We'll never know. Stupidly saying, like, I'm young, I'm young. I, I look, I'm young, I'm young. Right. Well, she was she was very cute, you know. That was Hook, did you see? Why would Hook be at some raid? Because it's the mom of the president, maybe? He's like, We gotta take you in. Hey, Mrs. Frost. Hey, Hook. Sorry <laughs> about this. Doing no, you gotta work. Yeah, there's dad hiding his face. <laughs> And not dad, son. Excuse son. me. 
and 15-year-old accountant. Run, old people. <clears throat> Is this a memory or? I have no idea. Who are these people, Carl? I have no idea. Well, that's the Max Frost for sure. I really don't know what this scene is about. All the hungry stuff on this planet. Oh, he's doing good. Yeah. He's this is like the of the army and he's sending uh he's feeding the world. Now this she's freaked out because of the acid, but we're gonna see Holbrook. You can hold him back. You can't hold Brooke back. There he is. There he is. Oh, excuse me. I didn't see you there. I was too busy writing The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Samuel J. Clemens. Are you using the N-word, Mr. Holbrook? Well. Repeatedly. It's my character. Yeah. Well, I have Mark Twain. Right, you know, he used to use the N-word a lot, and people would be like, Mr. Holbrook. He goes, no, 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 I'm a character. I'm Mark Twain. <clears throat> so now there's the daughter of <clears throat> the late Senator Ferguson. Right, he's I like, remember her. I don't want to, or whatever. And then he's like, well, you're gonna, because I'm the adult. And she goes, how old are you? Well, turn it up, because I forget how old he is. 26, maybe. And she goes, that's old. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Game. Now, for some reason, that will haunt him. Right. He called him old, which is wow. No, it's not dumb. He's acting he's like a big, big baby. He's got six years before his palm starts. He's acting like a baby, and a baby calls him out. He's like, "That's me. I'm <laughs> a little girl. What have I done? Oh, and also the internment camps." I'm a crazy. I'm a crazy. I'm an actress. I'm an actress. Here's see Red Dawn. Red Dawn's like this too. The communist like uh, gets uh, their their father. He's like, avenge me. Yeah. He's like, avenge me. Wolverines. Wolverines. Come on, Wolverines. Save me from this camp. They're acid as shit. Wolverines. I'll avenge you, Dad. Oh no! Shit! He's got ketchup on the barbed wire. Oh! Hey, watch out for that movie screen. So now he got rid of the Secret Service, so he just can go wherever he wants. Yeah, kick back, go around. How? So he's in D.C. then, but it looks like I think he's in L.A. right this second. But he's the president. I know. It doesn't have to make sense. Now oh, he's really? Forced, yeah. Now he's we're halfway through this. You're old. No, I think we're much closer to the end than you think. Yeah, it's there's only oh, really? four minutes left. Yeah. Four minutes left. Kicking ass. You're old. You're. Oh no. 
So when I first saw this movie the first time ever, I thought he was going to kill himself. He's that, like, low. He's just going to take a leak. The end. But what they do is they try to make a fake twist ending. I can't believe this movie's ending. Nothing's happened. Oh, the internment camps are pretty bad. Well, he became president. Big deal. Got the ages lowered to 14. He had riots in the street. Yeah. They They lowered the voting age to 14, and suddenly the president is president of Minecraft. And then suddenly <laughs> Minecraft is, I'm telling you, these, these kids today. <laughs> the, 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 the secretary of, of Fortnite. <laughs> now, is so, he an acid or something? I don't know. This is like when I really thought he was going to kill himself. Uh, uh, going to run out of hair, Joe. Be careful on the, on the ground, roll around. You don't want to mess up your hair. Yeah, you don't want to get ticks, too. Yeah, that's true. So Ooh, gonna- oh, you just walked in the water. Your shoes are going wet. Squish, 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 squish. He can do anything he wants. He's the president. I'm going to walk in a puddle because I'm the president. Flash. Now, he comes across some sea creature, like a shrimp or a prawn or a something. Sea monkey? They say what it is. Yeah, it's a sea monkey. And he kills it for no reason. He's the president, damn it. That's the power. Oh, you're old. Shut up, fish. (laughs) Oh, he didn't even like. What is it? Crawdaddy. The critter. They call it something different, though. Well, I don't know what it's called in Washington, D.C. slash Los Angeles, but. It, get, it bit him, so he gets angry and he kills it. Oh, that better be a, For a mechanical no crab. Oh, hey, I watch videos like this. Really right now, river dance. <laughs> right. What did you do? Why'd you kill him? He's our pet. And he's yeah. like, what are you going to do about it? Unknown comic, unknown comic junior. What are you gonna do about it? You guys are too poor. You can't afford a mask. Turn the sound up so you can hear the twist ending. Are the youth are gonna kill him? That would be good, but they just imply it. Watch, watch. He's the president. Leave the sound up. Leave the sound. All right. I don't know. I'm getting hypnotized by this music. Whoa. Yeah, so they wanted to get rid of the older people. Well, we're going to get rid of people older than us, and that's you, Max Frost. Listen, if same-sex marriage can exist, then I can marry uh, a chair. If they lower it to 15, they can lower it to 10. Whoa, so this does set it up for a sequel, and I do believe they'll be outnumbered. Yeah, exactly right. Is it me, but does that look like an American flag? I guess that's what it's supposed to imply. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Wild in the streets. Carl, what's think of the movie? Um, it was interesting because it's a snapshot of time and political movements around that time, like the draft and Nam and 
lowering the voting age, lowering the drinking age because of NOM. But um, I don't know. It was it was a curiosity. Yeah, it was a, a youth exploitation film with a political, you know, hypothesis, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I always wanted to see it, and I did. I don't know. It's I can't tell if it's like half ripoff or, uh, you know, half exploitation. Like film. just perfect AIP film. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was solid. I'm glad I finally saw it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You heard uh, about it for years. Yeah. Sometimes there's movies like you ever see like a movie that, let's say when you're young, this movie came out and you missed it. And now people are like, oh, you got to go see this movie. And you're like, I don't know. I don't want to watch The Goonies. You know, my <laughs> life, I've, I've, I've gone on through my life without watching it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have watched Wild in the Streets here on Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl, L-W-A-F-L-O-Y-P. Nailed it. <laughs> Check out the YouTube channel. Carl does spend a lot of time syncing up the episodes to the movie, so give yourself a break syncing it yourself. Uh, Carl, Next week's movie, well, very excited. We should mention this is uh, every year, last, since the last two years, public domain movies go into the public domain. After 75 years, they uh, go into the public domain. So there's a list of movies that are now available to do whatever you want. We could talk over them and sell it. And, we're, you know, we've, we reappropriated the movie by talking over it and we created new art yeah. because the art's available to the public. And uh, we could play and tinker with it. So next week we're going to watch the greatest movie ever. Yeah, it's going to. And there's no real trailer, so it's called The General. It's from 1926, and it's starring Buster Keaton. Right. Uh, we saw another Buster Keaton film. So Seven Chances. Yeah, and that was also because it became public domain. Yeah, that's right. That's right. These uh, and uh, this one is like a classic. So. We're actually watching a good movie next week. I just want to give you a heads up. But I of also course, love that it's a silent film because then us talking over it, that's right. okay. That's okay. We, hey, this is the uh, narrator from Wild in the Streets. What the fuck, guys? Talking over my <laughs> entire movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. By the way, Larry Bishop from Hellrise played Hook. Larry he, Bishop. Okay. He's the one that says... Uh, Opinions are like assholes on your elbow, or whatever he said in Kill Bill Volume Two. Uh -huh. He was he was the manager, right, of the strip club that uh, Bud. Listen, I did see Kill Bill, but I hated it, so I right. didn't, I didn't pay attention. Well, I think it was I saw, saw Kill Bill too, but I hated it. Okay, well, here I'll remind you. So after two and a half hours of the first movie, an hour into the next movie, he shows up. Oh, you don't remember? Okay. No, oh. I remember my name is Buck. I like to Buck, but that that line is from uh, a Toby Hooper movie. Oh, yeah, with uh, and uh, Freddy Krueger, that actor Robert England, uh, said that line. God, I just saw that movie. It's like about like some Florida alligator monster movie. <laughs> well, Could yeah, he's a predator, it? but there's I don't know, there was like an alligator chasing people. I don't remember. Anyway, we're talking about two different movies. This movie, The General, has no alligators. There's no Buck who likes to fuck. There's no Freddy Krueger in it. Uh, his dad is a railroad engineer, and he inherits uh, a Civil War era train. I don't even remember right, that. Right, The General is the name of the train. It's yes. not the person you're going to meet. Yeah, it's 
And then the sequel, I've seen the sequel, The, the General's Daughter, with uh, John Travolta. <laughs> well, we would love for you to check out this movie, uh, and we'll be watching a few uh, public domain movies in the next couple of weeks to celebrate the new year and the uh, the new public domain offerings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, uh, you can check out, by the way, uh, the San Francisco Sketch Fest started January 3rd. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am, will be on closing night performing with Colin Mayhem with as the great difficulties. It's a great double bill with Please Leave the Bronx. Very funny. We all performed 20 years ago at the initial uh, sketch fest in San Francisco. So it's kind of a, a nice return to form. And that will be over at the Piano Fight main stage uh, at 8 p.m. And you can find tickets at sfsketchfest.com. Carl, you got something to promote, don't you? Uh, not really. Uh, CarlSucks.com is not working. It's uh, <laughs> Carl.Sucks. I got to look into why. Ooh, that's, yeah, I hate that stuff. The internet's supposed to last forever, and I'm supposed to remember every account I have. So if I have right, a website, exactly. it's got to work for the rest of the time. Yeah, I hate that. All right, well, uh, don't go to CarlSucks.com. Go to Carl.Sucks. Yeah, Carl.Sucks. Yeah. Well, that's been the show. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. See you Let's again. watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length Song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to pee outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Mike. Thank you for having me back on your show one more time. Wow. I'm ready to go. I'm Every week. Fire me. I, I just said the show's an acronym. It's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You can hear it on Mutiny Radio. 2 p.m. You can hear it on the podcast as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You can hear it. You can watch it as a visual thing. You can see us now on the YouTube at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And that is short. I'll say it again. I say it every week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Thanks to Mike. The show. Oh, thank you, Michael. I've been waiting for this day. <laughs> You're driving me batshit with this. <laughs> You're not a guest. You were a guest maybe the first year we started this. That yeah, was yeah. 2016, was it? I don't know. 16, yeah. yeah. And I said at one point, I realized doing rotating guests was really – it wasn't that it was a bad thing, which it was. It's not sustaining. It's that we really clicked. Uh-huh. And, uh, Might uh, be some we, history. <laughs> yeah, and then you were also the only one who wanted to keep doing it. So Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Who's going to well, do the research? Yeah. So we here's the premise. We're going to watch a movie on YouTube with you at the same time. You watch it and you listen to our podcast at the same time. And to make this happen, Carl already watched the movie how many times? Four times this week? This No, the, three times. But the first time was kind of casual. But this will be my fourth time. And you researched. We're going to hear a lot of things about this movie. I purposely go in blind. I am you. I am the audience member. Although, if you subscribe, you'll hear what the movie is for next week, and then you can watch it and be prepared. That's a plus. If you sit yeah, through you the – watch it ahead of time. If you're that dedicated, you know, I am. The best way is to tell your friends to subscribe to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. They don't even have to download it. They just We just need the number. Don't, don't write a review on iTunes. <laughs> just tell your friends to subscribe so our numbers get bigger. Yeah, all right. Well, with that nugget, Carl, what movie are we watching this week? Today, we will watch The Vagrant 1992. The Vagrant 1992. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. You know it's V-A-G-R-A-N-T. I know you know that already. And I know that now. It might be the only channel you find. It's it's not Vixen and then the fruit plum. It's Vixem with an M and then plum with no B, which is just plum crazy. I noticed that too. I thought it was beer esteem bears, but it was Bernstein bears. <laughs> right. It was That's actually Burn. It's the Bernberg bears. It's not Bernstein. Okay. Uh, we are. Uh, by the way, they're the most Christian bears I know. It's anyone the volume mistakes, bears. Pretend anyone who mistakes the Bernstein bears for Jews as uh, Jewish bears, <laughs> they are off the mark. Those are Christian bears, and they anyway. But those Jews are podcast. for Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know, they were there at the manger. Anyway, so. Uh, they, well, they were like, get away, bear. Don't you remember there was a, the Bernstein bears were? Either way, this is how the show works. <laughs> we're off to a rollicking start. We okay, want well, you to go it find. Is the Vagrant, The Vagrant, 1992, and we like Vixen Plum. The Vagrant, 1992, 
go ahead and find the channel that's hosting it, Vixen Plum, and it's the only really channel that's hosting it. Click the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. Don't worry, you'll have plenty of time. We're going to have a celebrity comedian on right now. They're going to tell you a little bit about themselves. Carl has a rollicking time with them, and at the end of the interview, they're going to do a celebrity comedian countdown, and when they say go, you're going to press play on this YouTube movie, and we're going to kick it off. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Harris Stanton. Welcome, Harris. <laughs> now, Harris, you are a big-time comedian. I mean, you're out there sharing the stage with Patrice O'Neill and Bill Burr and Tracy Morgan and Dave Chappelle, and you're all over TV, right? Comic View, Premium Blend, Comics Unleashed. But I noticed you were also like a yeah. character on Saturday Night Live. Tell me about that. Oh, yeah. I used to do extra work uh, a while ago uh, for a few years on the show, which was very uh, – I was a young kid from South Carolina. And uh, so, you know, it was being an extra. I thought I was a cast member. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, 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 I just, you know, you get to be up at 8H and see how things work. And I didn't have to sit with the extras. I used to just sit with in Tracy's dressing room. And so I used to get the, uh, you know, I get to hang out with the with the cast members and back and forth to their dressing room, Daryl Hammond and uh, Will Ferrell and those guys. And uh, those guys are really cool. And uh, Molly Shannon was really cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was fun, man, being 21, 22, 23. Uh, doing that. It was great. I thought it was only upward from there. Yeah, I mean, you're hitting the big city, you know, coming from down south, you must have just, it must have blown your mind. Yeah. Now, when I looked up... Oh, yeah, man, and I got to party with them, too. I got to party with them, because I was friends with Tracy, so I got to go to all the parties. That sounds great. So, it was cool. And so, that's why I said I felt like a cast member, because I, I went to the after party and the after-after. So that led, I guess, to a bunch of comedy career stuff, right? I mean, you were, um, oh, but I wanted to ask you, I looked up on your TV credits and it said that you were uh, on some European television. W what's that all about? Yeah, it was uh, it was a show in Rotterdam in uh, Holland called yeah. Raymond is Lot, which translates to Raymond is Late. It's like a late night variety show over there that was really popular at the time. I'm not sure if it's still on, but it was uh, hosted by a real popular uh, personality, Raymond. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but um, he was a popular late-night variety show host, and they would have stand-ups from America and musical acts from America, and then the whole show is done in Dutch, so it was kind of strange, you know. <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just listen to a lot of, like, right before he brings you up, you don't know what he's saying, so, you know, you just have to wait to hear your name. <laughs> so it's kind of weird, but, you know, it was it was really fun and exciting. And, of course, you did your act in English, I'm sure. Oh, of course, yes, I did. And they they got it, but it, you could feel, I could feel a little, I, you know, I didn't bomb, but I could feel a little uh, maybe lost in translation or maybe yeah. a little gap, little barrier there somewhere. But uh, it went okay. Now, they do have a neighbor of England, Holland, of course, but the water is separating them, you know what I mean? Like, 
I'm sure not everybody knows yeah. English, but that must have been a great experience, you know, them flying you out there and you doing that. That must have been terrific. Yeah, yeah, man. It was it was it was great. Yeah, yeah. I auditioned for the Broadway Comedy Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So um I want to talk about Patrice O'Neill. From what I understand, he was a very, very good friend. He was a mentor. I know this elephant in the room yeah. on Comedy Central you were a part of. It came out in 2011. Mm -hmm. That's the year he passed away. Uh, tell me about your relationship yeah. with him. Um, uh, it was, uh, like you said, it was a bit of a mentor uh, uh, relationship, a uh, friend. Um, you know, uh, we did business together. Uh, you know, um, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, Patrice is a big comedian and, um, and, um, you, you don't you don't really realize uh, how important he was in your life until he's like not there anymore. You're like, oh shit, he was he was fucking huge. Yeah. And then, you know you, you know you, you you deal with that. But uh, I met Patrice, you know, in, in in New York City at the clubs, bouncing around. And you know when you start comedy in the city, there's so many comedians and certain people. You know you gravitate to who you gravitate to, far as friendship is concerned, because you know you're not close friends with everyone. So, you know, you kind of just kind of go where you, you know, like when you're in school, you, you figure out who your friends are. Yeah. And um, uh, that's what happened. And then you bring me on the road. I was honored. And I got to study from the master and yeah. learn from him. And yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was tremendous, man. Best times of my life. Yeah. Now, as you know, on this show, we do it, watch a full length movie. We once watched a full length movie called Furry Vengeance mm -hmm. and Patrice O'Neill was in it. And so, you know, I do the research and I got to look up uh, him and, and uh, I got to uh, drop a lot of stuff about him. Uh, he was really, really funny, man. He had his demons. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Very insightful as well, too. Now, you just mentioned the Broadway Comedy Club and we were both there. It was just on a Wednesday night, nothing spectacular, but just want to be in front right. of strangers on a weeknight. You know, it's gold. Right. Now, you were up there on the stage talking about being afraid of flying. It was a routine you were doing and how you want to stay yeah. on the road. And I rudely interrupted. I don't know if it's so rude, but I blurted out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's whatever. You were yeah. on the bus. So this was the Turn It Funny tour. Um, uh -huh. And Tracy Morgan was part of that. Uh, but James McNair passed away. It was an accident with a Walmart truck. Uh, tell tell me a little bit about that. I mean, the first thing you said was that was a long time ago, and I guess it was yeah. 2014. You know, so yeah, is that still with you? Or tell me. A little oh bit yeah, about absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was still with me. It's a, a traumatic event, but uh, you know, I'm I'm I think I've I've done a good job of uh, getting over it. I don't have any. Uh, initially, I had a little PTSD afterwards. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't deal with any of that anymore. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, so. Now you related a funny story about how where Tracy ended up. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you know it was an accident, so we were being tossed around in there. And you know when it's going on, you don't, you know, you're just in the middle of it. But when it, the dust settled, uh, I realized Tracy was on top of me, and um, he was kind of hanging from something. He was not on top of me, but he was kind of hanging from something. And um, he he was peeing, and I was like, "Yo, Tracy, man, stop peeing on me." 
Now he was. I told him, I, I told him when he woke up uh, from yeah. his coma. You know, uh, I told him, I said, man, I'm glad you're okay, man. But you know, you was peeing on me. He's like, whatever. I know you like it. I know how you get down. <laughs> I was like, you know, just women, not men. Yeah, that's a little gentle. Is that okay? Is that okay for this podcast? Yes, golden it is. showers. <laughs> you want, yeah, you want women and you want conscious. You want them to be conscious. Yes, 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 yes. Now you did have a broken wrist from that, mm-hmm. and like a bruised up ankle or something. Were you in a lot yeah. of pain when it, you know, like? Like th- there was a big event, and then you find yourself like, "What happened? Did it hurt a lot? Uh, were you able to get out of the vehicle?" Um, yeah, no, I wasn't. I was helped out of the vehicle. I wasn't able to get out because uh, uh-huh. I was uh, I was all disorientated and uh, and um and and I was just stuck. One, two, I couldn't move, and that I could. I tried to move, but my wrist was. I realized my wrist was broken. But there were people outside trying to help us out. Uh-huh. And um and they did and I got out and uh, I realized everyone else was unconscious and um I remember the uh one of the EMTs telling me that uh Uncle Jimmy Mack didn't look good so uh-huh. uh, uh no it wasn't the EMT it was oh, was it the EMT or, or maybe the driver because one of the driver it was two drivers and one of the drivers both of the drivers was helping you know people try to take us out uh huh so you talked about uh South Carolina I I know you went to school down there I guess it was in Spartanburg. And this is when, you know, an amazing thing happened. You were drafted. I mean, 52nd round, but you were drafted into Major <laughs> League Baseball, right? Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I played baseball all my life. It was part of my life growing up. My I come from a baseball family. Uh, my uncle played Major League Baseball. And when I was younger, he coached uh, minor league baseball with the Toronto Blue Jays organization. And they, they had a team near where I grew up in Florence, South Carolina. So I would go to Florence to see minor league games. And then they moved to Myrtle Beach. And I would uh-huh. go to Myrtle Beach to see games. And I I would play. And um, and my father loved baseball. He always was watching it. So later on, I started, you know, taking, taking to it. And um, I really tried really hard to be a major league baseball player for a while. You did a, You do a very funny routine about that. Uh, about like losing your mitt and it kind of doesn't matter. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, well that was, that part is just a joke. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't lose my mitt. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I make fun of, uh, that's me, uh, being, uh, 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 making fun of myself about, you know, failure or not getting where I wanted to go. Uh-huh. So I exaggerate a little bit on my experience when I uh, played uh, in spring training. Baseball, whatever. Next thing you know, you're on Saturday Night Live hanging out. I know. It's crazy. Terrific, you know. And I do want to recognize your uncle, uh, Leroy, I think is his name. And yeah. He's not with us anymore. I know that. It was an accident. But yeah. he did nine seasons as a Major League Baseball player, including the New York Mets. Yeah, yeah, and he played a year in Japan uh, for the uh, Hunshin right. Tigers, I think it was. Right, I read that too. I didn't understand what that yeah. was. Okay, so that was Japan. That's yeah, he played in Japan for a year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's your father's uncle. It must be with the last name, of course. Yeah, my father's brother. Yeah. 
Yeah, he must have been proud or jealous. I don't know which. There's a dynamic <laughs> between brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like I said, I come from a baseball family. My whole family played baseball. My uncle's the only one that took it seriously, though. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you have a bunch of stuff out there online, but you've all, let me see, what have we got here? Uh, Not enough. Kill you. <laughs> Gotham Comedy Live, Damon, Native Innocence. But there was a DVD I wanted to plug, and I know you're working on a new one, a comedy special. Um, uh, I was a comedy album, um, Naive Innocence. I, I recorded it in 2017. Okay, gotcha. But so yeah. you're working on a new one now. Yes, yes. It's pretty, uh, it's coming along the COVID, you know, pretty much, you know, when you, you're not getting on stage as much, it's harder to, you know, create the material and ah, get, it, get, it, get it like you want to. You know, that takes a lot of stage time over <laughs> and a lot of little, you know, spots like doing, you know, like the show you saw me at, just, you know, just crafting an act, you know? Right. Experimenting. What, yeah. you, you're working on a title? You got a title? You know what? I don't do the, I, I do the title after I realize what it looks like. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like after I do, like I perform somewhere and I do an hour, 45 minutes and I'll record it and I'll listen to it and I hear what it sounds like. And then that—that's how I come up with, with the title, you know. I, that's how—that's how I did the last one, you know. So yeah. Like something from the content. Yeah, yeah, something from the content or or whatever, because uh, you know a lot of these jokes, some of them are have nothing to do with each other. But once I have the material together, I like to try to craft it into to something, like a through line or, or a theme or mm -hmm. you know a narrative, I... or something like that. You know, I try to find it. Matrice taught me how to do that too. Um, to find the commonality in all the jokes that you've written to form a, a bit of a narrative. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. He's he was he's really sharp. I mean, that's something that. Uh, okay. Native in, naive innocence. That's the one. Now that's still yeah. out there on Apple Music, right? Yeah, it's on all platforms actually. All yeah. Platforms. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so check it out. <laughs> how can, yes, please. Uh, naive. So, okay, naive innocence, and that's out there on all the other platforms. Now, how can people find you out there? I know Twitter is at Harris Stanton, Instagram is Harris Stanton Comedy. Do you have a website, YouTube channel? How can people find you out there? Follow. No, I don't have a website, but I, I'm 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 gonna get where I've been saying that for a while, but uh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I have a, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and uh, Twitter, and I usually try to put uh, when I'm performing anywhere. I try to post, I post my performances. So if anyone's interested, they can, uh, you know, buy a ticket. You know. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully at Scotty's, right next. Yeah, time. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay, now Harris Stanton. Everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the same time as we do. They must hit play at home at the exact same time that we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Harris Stanton, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> You saw it was a Brooks Film production, right? <laughs> Name me another movie that Brooks, uh, Mel Brooks uh, production house produced. 
You know, Vagrant. this is produced by Mel Brooks, and you would think that would be all like comedies. Not at all. No, dude. The movies he produced under Mel is uh, Eraserhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he did Eraserhead. He did no. He did a. He did Dune. I think he produced Dune. He produced I Solar have Babies. Three examples. Um. The Elephant Man, Solar Babies, and The Fly. And I also know he did The Fly too. Yeah, that's right. The Fly too. This was all made because of the association with the director. Uh, the director, what did he do? I think that the director was like a special effects person on The Fly and even won an Academy Award. And he knew Mel Brooks. So when they brought the script to him, he knew who to go to. Carl, That's can you tell me what time you have? Sure. Or do you want to start from the beginning? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Right now, it's I have a minute and 20, 21. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I have. I don't know what okay, I'm talking great. about. I didn't oh, realize please. Colleen Clamp's in this movie. I, I love her. Yeah, Colleen Camp, who's been on our show before. Um, she's really – I don't know. She's herself in this, you know, her stiff yeah. self. Okay, this is Bill Paxton, and he's home shopping. See, look at these prices: ninety grand for a house. Oh my God, sixty grand, grand for, for a house? house? Yes, that's gonna set you back. This is ninety-two, and I'm sure it was shot earlier than that. Um, it was all shot in Arizona, so these prices. Um, I mean, think about it; they've tripled. Well, you know, you would get a binder and uh, you would get yourself a Sharpie and you would look through. You would put your phone down, you stop scrolling, and right. you would look through a bunch you of paper houses. Paper, right. A pretend magazine from a company, a real estate. No, that's right. I think a realtor would give you that and they say, Do you yeah. have your own Sharpie? Sharpie's not provided. You have to bring your own. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to look at a house with Colleen Camp. Oh, great. Yeah. Colleen Camp, you know, she was like, um, for some reason, she's a big deal. I think she's very stiff, but she was a big deal in Clue uh, in 85 and two police academies. She was in Wayne's World, you know. Yeah. Do you remember her the... role in Wayne's World? She you was know? married to Brian Doyle Murray, the arcade magnet who was uh, sponsoring the show. Oh. And all the crew would hit on her and she would get all flattered. <laughs> I didn't I just, realize she was married to an executive at Paramount Studios. What's plaguing me is that uh, she was in a recent movie I just saw, uh -huh. and it's killing me. I can't – like, I can place the scene, and I can't remember the movie. I just American watched American Hustle? Wait, that was 2013, though. It could be, like, See How They Run or Glass Onion, one of those type of movies that are streaming. Right. And like, well, she started off in the Planet of the Apes. It was the battle for the Planet of the Apes in 1973. And she, I, yeah, she's still current right now today. Yeah. Well, wasn't Stripes a big movie of hers? No, Meatballs. Meatballs or Meatballs. She was in a Bill Murray movie. Uh, let's see. Die Hard with a Vengeance, Election, wow. American Hustle, Apocalypse Now, Gumball Rally, Police Academy 4, My Blue Heaven, Last Action Hero. Last uh, Action Hero. That was probably a cameo. That Apocalypse Now role was like she was super young in that. Yeah, there was probably like she was a Playboy playmate. She was, you know, the scene in which the guy's taken off in the chopper and he's hanging on and falls. It's it, it's the USO. Yeah. Okay. No, she's going. This house, it screams to me. It screams potential. She's trying to sell it, but 
she's going to like turn into unrealistically super horny all of a sudden. Is this because he is being plagued by everybody, like an after hours? Just... Um, well, our film is just kicking off. So right now he's like a middle management kind of working for middle management kind of guy in a corporate world who's about to invest in a home. And uh, that's where we're at. He's going to be like, this house doesn't call to me. And then she, I don't think it's motivation to sell the house, but she starts to. No, you think like she was trying to seduce him to order to buy the house? Well, I thought that first watching, you know, but maybe I'll turn up the sound at that point and you can see it's a little unrealistic the way she wants to sleep with him. So he's walking around and discovering stuff he doesn't like. Like there's a drip and something's gross here, you know. Yeah, the toilet looks gross. <laughs> yeah. Look, take a leak. This is a book that was left behind, and we'll see it much, much later in the film. It just lets him know the vagrant was in my house. Oh, I got it. so he's gonna still get the house though. Well, yeah, like she starts to sleep with him, and he's like very resistant. He's like, I have a girlfriend, and then he goes to stop her. He goes, Okay, I'll buy it. And she goes, Well, you're very you're quick-minded, Mr. Krakowski. Okay, that's, here we go. that's so funny because I think I watched 100 pornos like this. Yeah. All right, here, let's. There we go. Lucky guy. So that's what's going to go on in this scene. She unrealistically is super wants to sleep with him. Carl, I remember what movie I saw Colleen Camp in this year, Amsterdam. Oh, Amsterdam. Yeah. That's with, um, that movie that takes place in Holland, and uh, that Colleen Camp is in it, I think. Yeah, I mean, that you pretty much sum up the film. <laughs> so now he's like, I'll take it. And she's like, goodness, you are quick to decide, Miss. You're a very decisive man, Mr. Krakowski. <laughs> what do you mean by quick? <laughs> yeah. Now, Krakowski, like crack house. You hear it? Krakowski? Crack house? Crack house? Ski. Krakhaupt? Krakhaupt. <laughs> okay, so this is his uh, moment. This moving is his in. Da, da, da. Sorry. I'm uh, moving in. Da, da. Oh, go ahead, girl. Um, I'm moving. What's that song? I'm moving in. I'm moving out. out. Billy Joel. I'm moving in. Da, da, da. Da, 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 da. You should never argue with a oh, fuck that. I'm moving in. <laughs> da, 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 da. Too bad, He's mom. moving in. Do, 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 do. Yeah, my bike is staying in the driveway. Yes, dad. Too bad. I don't care if it's an eyesore. I'm moving in. <laughs> do, 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 do. Can you keep it down, dad? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Dad Rock. This is the Vagrant, huh? Yes, and look, he's just casually walking through like a crazy bum kind of person, and Krakowski's like, what the fuck? But he's fearful, you know? So he doesn't approach him. It's his yeah. first experience. Kitchen needs to be more yellow, I think. <laughs> we do need to see him in such. There, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would stain everything and not clean up. 
Now, the guy who wrote this really wrote it off an experience with a vagrant. Of course, it was nothing like this, but um, but it gave him the idea. Let's see yeah. here. A h actual homeless person who lived in a vacant field across from the guest house Jeffries was residing in in Studio City of California at the time. Now, this guy, he didn't really write much, but I don't know. He was in a collaboration with some I, – I've never heard of these films, Scarecrows, Cold nope. Creek Manor, uh, a Chevy Chase film, Man of the House. He, like, helped write the story credit. Yeah, I think I know that one. I know two movies called Man in the House. I think the other one was with Tommy Lee Jones. I have to check. Have you ever seen a movie Jimmy called Olsen. Lady in the Van? Yeah, that was a good film. Jimmy Olsen on deck. That's Jimmy Olsen. Oh, gee, yeah. we is Kent. Yeah, it was Kent. It's Mark McClure, and he's been in a million things. It's not fair for me to say uh, he's Jimmy Olsen, but come on, dude, be honest. There he goes, Jimmy Olsen. Now, these guys must be really good friends for him to wear those sandals in that house. <laughs> well, he's, uh, you know, he's that, like, movie, you know, everyone's got that group of friends. Well, with him, it's just one. This is like paranoia over the vagrant. Like, what was that you heard? It was a, oh no, could it be just a loud squirrel? And he goes, yeah, it could be a loud squirrel. And he goes, beside with this deadbolt. So Jimmy Olsen's like, do you want me to spend the night? And Krakowski's like, no, no, no. Next thing you know, Jimmy Olsen's spending He's the sleeping night. sleeping the night. Yeah, I read that in the Daily uh, Planet, page six. I had newsflash. Who's that sleeping with uh, Jimmy? Who's Jimmy Olsen? Please find Jimmy Olsen in. Eight six. Now, when we talked about seeing this film, you said, oh, this is basically Home Alone, isn't it? And I was like, no, it isn't, because I had seen it. But I know what you're talking about now, because the movie poster bites off of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Yeah. Well, he has his hands to his face like he's a young Macaulay Culkin. Right, Exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, you can tell this flick came out right after Home Alone, right around the time of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, with fucking Donald fucking Trump. Bill Paxton's pose is reminiscent of a certain blonde kid that was left home alone. And the tagline was, he's not home alone. So that <laughs> kind of, so that's kind of a giveaway. So in 1992, you're at Blockbuster. Or you're at Video Smith or whatever, mm -hmm. and there's that copy of Home Alone you want to rent, and next to it is The Vagrant. Right. Yeah. Hook, hook. That's like a Roger Corman kind of trick. Right, the ripoff. But just the movie poster, I guess, and the promotion is ripping it off. It's not. Yeah, not the film, not at all. Uh, this film was. It took ten years to make us because the writer got distracted. I don't know if this is an interesting story unless you know these guys personally. Richard Jeffries wrote the script about a decade before the film's eventual production, shelved the idea in favor of other projects. At one point, William Wesley showed interest in the script, which led to them collaborating on Scarecrows after unearthing the script, performing some minor rewrites. Chris Wallace, that's our director, joined the project, and as director, he brought it to Mel Brooks, who we had done The Fly 2 with. Oh, wow. This director was not really a direct. Go ahead. I was gonna say, was it Paxton in Fly Two, or does my brain deceive me? Uh, huh. I'll find that out. Good question. Which I always say when I don't know the answer. Oh, I'll look it up. How do you spell IMDb? I am. Huh? 
DB, like database. Ah. Okay. We try this thing out. Oh, they have a phone app, too. <laughs> okay, now there's our vagrant, and for the first time, he's locking eyes with him, and Bill Paxton is scared. Now, Bill Paxton, I remember, you know, he did a little, he was in stripes for two seconds, yeah. but Terminator, that was the one, in my opinion, brought him to the public eye. He was the, the punk, yeah, well, and then Cameron put him in all, basically all his films. And Weird Science as the brother. Next thing yeah, you know, he's a mega star. Oh yeah, uh, I think the trying to think of a, he got sick. I think uh, I'm gonna look up him on yeah, IMDb. When he Bill died, Pullman. He Andrew. had a no Bill Paxton. He had it. He had a 